Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Pat Phelan. Pat Phelan is responsible for research across the enterprise software market, including applications and technology strategies, software vendor support, third-party support, IT leadership discussions, business development, and sales execution by providing enterprise software licensees with quantitative and qualitative strategic insights. She works across the organization to support planning for and management of the enterprise applications roadmap. Prior to joining Ramini Street, Pat Phelan spent 18 years with worldwide analyst firm Gartner, where she served as research vice president for enterprise software and ERP products and was the leading analyst covering third-party enterprise software support. During her time at Gartner, Phelan provided thousands of CIOs and IT leaders with research and advice on strategies and options for managing the business application lifecycle and costs and published nearly 300 research reports. Well, good afternoon, Pat. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. This is exciting. I love research. I love technology. And this is what we're going to kind of talk about today, uh, which is your background. So I'm so appreciative of you being on the show. And we're going to jump right into the questions here, Pat. So you have quite the career in technology and research, your senior executive, and now the VP of market research at Ramini Street. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure. Well, you know, at first it started out with a bit of luck. I lucked into a career in IT when I found out that I did not enjoy uh, law. So pre-law was was uh, um, a failure for me. And then I lucked into my first job, um, which was centered between business and IT. Back then they called it systems analysis or a systems analyst role. And once I got there, I realized I really loved being the go-between between business and IT. And I got a little bit of both worlds. So once I wised up to all of that, I began working on becoming an expert, if you will, um, and creating credibility so that people would listen to me on both sides of the fence. And, and you know, my mom taught for 36 years, so that kind of rubbed off onto me. And so I've always been looking for ways to help others rather than be the one who um, creates the program or delivers, you know, production on the at, at the end of IT. So once I found all of those things and I could help pave the way and I realized that it was a lot of fun and I seemed pretty good at it. Then I started working really hard on honing my skills in what I call the soft side of IT. And that's not so much the, you know, the programming itself, but it's, it's building that bridge between what the users wants and what, what the um, IT team can deliver. So that's how I got started. And then all of the jobs that I've have since, have had since way back then have just taken me further along the path of um, creating that bridge between the end user community and the folks who are enabling them over in IT. Thank you for sharing. And that, you know, Pat, that's probably one of the most important jobs in technology is bridging that gap between the business and tech. You know, as you know, a lot of times uh, there might be a lot of IQ in the room, but not a lot of EQ and uh, just some basic common sense, right? To, yeah. to speak, to kind of, again, it's like being an interpreter in, in some cases. So thank you. So Pat, Talk to us about research and what technology trends do you see uh, foresee coming? Well, there's, of course, there's an awful lot of stuff out there, but the ones that I happen to be watching right now, and there's no particular order here, um, is uh, the area of modernizing analytics. We talk about real-time analytics and forward-thinking predictive analytics, but until we modernize the way we 
perform analytics, the process, and um, really want to change the way that we look at data and information and interpret it, you know, all the technology solutions in the world that are uh, predictive or AI enabled aren't going to help us. So we're watching that trend very closely. Another one that's very close or near and dear to my heart is the SaaS software um, evolution, if you will. And the risk that, that comes with that, of course, is not sold when they sell you the SaaS. But I think there's going to be a reckoning coming um, between the value you get from SaaS and the risk that you uh, create from using it. So I'm watching that to see when the the uh, bucket tips over there and the the uh, you know the, the bottom starts to fall out of it. Another one that um, everybody's watching right now is open source and and the of course there's technology and all that. But what I'm watching, the trends I'm looking for are what when is it that open source the concept and the solutions are going to create a need for new governance and compliance. Um, policies and processes. So it goes back to the people side of things, right? Yes, the technology's there. Yes, we can make something work differently, but how do we manage it and make sure it doesn't break other things? So that governance and compliance is is where I'm looking for trends right now. I also think that um, a a trend to be watching for is a balancing act. you know, the pendulum has swung on the cloud. And as we've gone way over into the cloud arena, I think there's going to be a balancing point at some point where people finally get comfortable with how much I want to put in the cloud and what, how much I want to leave out of the cloud in a non-cloud s- s- uh, status or state. So I think the what are we seeing in terms of a trend in terms of balancing the cloud and non-cloud portfolio? And then um, I'll, I'll touch on this maybe a little bit later, but the collision of our um, tech talent shortage with the economic slowdown that everyone is um, fearing is going to happen. Um, that is something that, you know, we're watching. It hasn't happened yet, other than we do see some big companies starting to tighten their belts, but that hasn't changed the tech talent shortage itself and the need for certain IT skills that are just not available. So that's a trend to watch as well. Great. There's a a lot of trends there to follow, and I appreciate the share. So, Pat, switching a little bit more into the tech here, um, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack there at Rimini Street. But is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Well, sure. You know, I can't give the, the company secrets away, but I would say that what I've observed over in our service delivery arm is that we are really embracing AI in our client services. The auto assignment, the best available experts, um, and uh, that are you know knowledgeable in your area and have ex- experience with your solution or your issue that you're having. We also are using a, a trend called, um, we, we've been writing about it ourselves, a composable application strategy. And if, you've, if you read Gartner, you've probably heard about composable business. Um, so for example, we have Workday for HR. We have Salesforce for CRM. That all surrounds our core ERP, which happens to be on Microsoft's um, uh, AI, or, uh, dynamic series. So we've embraced that um, concept, that approach, to enterprise applications, which is keep your tight core and then innovate where it makes sense to really add value or differentiate you. So that composable strategy is is a trend that that we have taken to heart um, uh, ourselves. 
And then the third one that, that came to mind as I was thinking about this is the work from anywhere capabilities. We've been working from anywhere for several years now, so the pandemic didn't hit us as hard as it it um, hit many uh, companies out there. But the, it it also, the pandemic um, exacerb- exacerbated the the um, on the employee side of things that people are really demanding that work from anywhere capability. And we're happy to be able to accommodate that pretty much around the world. Thank you. I appreciate what you all are doing inside the company without sharing secrets, of course, but um, I do appreciate that kind of helps us give an, uh, a bird's eye view, at least of your organization, what you're doing in your tech stack. So Pat, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either technology or research? Um, I'm happy to do that. Um, the first thing I would do is go back to the first question where we talked about that divide or spanning between business and IT. You know, many technologists are uh, very deep in their technical knowledge, but not always as good with their bedside manner with the business. And I have found that over the years, the people that do have that EQ, as you'd mentioned, and can translate what the business is saying into what IT needs to know to solve the problem is a huge career um, um, accelerator. So hone that skill, you know, be, be able to talk the language of the business, uh, be able to gain their trust and, and, and have credibility so that you can make tech decisions and provide guidance that they're going to listen to and be able to understand. So that's a big one. The other uh, piece of career advice I would offer right now is, is back to that tech talent shortage. Um, the There are a number of technology skills, and the one that I had mentioned earlier about bridging the gap between business and IT is one of them, where the shortage of experts is profound, and it's not going to go away just because a business... Uh, a uh, leader says, I need you to cut your, your IT budget by 10% or your headcount by 10%. So look at the areas where jobs are needed and skills are scarce. And it may be time to divert your career down one of those paths, because even though the, the uh, economy starts to suffer a bit, those jobs are still going to be needed. Thank you. That's some great insight. As you know, we are seeing record record uh, inflation here in this country. And uh, I have seen some articles already on some bigger companies definitely doing some layoffs. So I think the recession is, we're at the beginning. Uh, Let's hope it's short-lived, but I appreciate the insights. And Pat, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks for having me. Bye for now. Bye for now.